Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Sherry and Sherry Ricard, and she's the host of Real Girl Talk Podcast Radio. She's an adversity recovery specialist, an author, a speaker, a medical professional, and founder of Create Your Life Workshop and co-founder of Silver Lining CBD Wellness. She is a master of teaching the art of a positive mindset. And today we needed a positive mindset because <laughs> nothing else was working for us. Everything else was like the gremlins attacking us. She found her passion by helping others when her life took a turn no mother could imagine unless you've walked in her shoes. And we're going to go into that in a few minutes. Sherry is passionate about women and re helping them reinvent themselves in faith, business, beauty, and a lifestyle of abundance. Her mission is to lead others to stand in their purpose without self-imposed limits, to succeed despite the odds stacked against them, and to live their life knowing they're enough and worthy. She believes life's inevitable pains are an opportunity to pause, regain power, and reinvent ourselves. And I'm going to suggest it gives us a chance to laugh at ourselves because there's a lot to laugh at along the way. Otherwise, we'd be crying all the time. Okay, Sherry, thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for that introduction. That was very nice. Okay, well, let's go and walk in your shoes for a minute. Tell me what happened that only a mother can understand. Well, you know, I, I think some people can probably guess when when you put the label as a mom and what's most important to us, and that's our kids. Uh, so I was just walking through life happy as can be with my three little munchkins and, you know, life just threw me that blow that no mom ever wants to have. Um, I received that phone call that no mother or no parent ever wants to receive at two o'clock in the morning to tell me that my 17 year old had been killed in a car accident. Um, so Bryant was my middle child and light of my life. I was 2000 miles away from home, was at a business meeting in California when I got that call. So you can imagine first getting the call and then being alone in a hotel room, not knowing anyone in this, this business meeting because you had just gotten there the day before uh, to let you know that your child had just been killed in an auto accident. And then you have to find your way back home. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was the blow that I received, that wake-up call at 2 o'clock in the morning. And what transpired after that was just basically nothing short of an absolute direction in life that I had not anticipated, but yet I accepted through through my pain. And 
you know, over the course of seven years, I wrote in a journal and I highly recommend journal writing. It's very healing. I wrote in a journal, um, all of my pains because I'm not one to burden other people with what's hurting me or what's ailing me because as a registered nurse for over 25 years, it was my job to take care and nurture others, not have someone take care of me. So it was very difficult for me to talk to other people about my pains and struggles and burdens that I was having on a daily basis. And so I started journaling. I journaled for seven years and uh, some of Bryant's friends had encouraged me to turn some of those writings into a book. And so I wrote the story about a mother's grief journey and the road to healing in my first book that was launched in 2014, Wake Up Call, A Mother's Grief Journey. And that led to other books and also led to um, journaling workshops, vision board workshops, as well as three years ago, I launched a Real Girl Talk podcast where we talk about everything that women want to talk about, our pains, business, beauty, lifestyle. Um, I have celebrity guests, I have CEOs, business leaders, medical professionals on my show, and we talk about everyday life. Now, had what I have envisioned this for my life, absolutely not, but it would not have ever transpired had I not gone through what I went through. You know, Sheree, I, I, Sherry, I know exactly what you're going through. Uh, you know, I, I did not have a child that died, but I almost died back in 2003. Mm-hmm. I was told I had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and I was given six months to live. So, you know, when your life flashes before your eyes, when you are given a second chance, you start to think differently. You start to relive your life and you wonder certain things. You wonder really, are you living the life you should be doing? And, And the second thing you start living is, did I love? Did I live? Did I really matter? Am I doing the right steps? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for me, it really saw me looking at things differently. I was a top cosmetic doctor in the world, and I continued on that path until 2019 when I stepped away to help others in these other fields of podcasting, self-growth, awareness, and helping people get to another level. And so, you know, we are on a similar path. We are on a similar journey to help mankind get to a, a different level, get to a way that they need to. And when that happened to you a few years ago, did you leave your job then? Did you decide that was not the career you should be in? No, actually, I did not. It was amazing because the reason why I was on a business trip is I was in training. Um, I had stepped away from uh bedside nursing, which I worked in ICU for many years, and then later was a member of the stroke team at West Jefferson in New Orleans, Louisiana, and did that for a year, and was introduced to the corporate world in the medical business industry, medical sales. And so I had landed a job as a clinical specialist leader um, with a very large corporation, and I was there training. And what it showed me was that in that industry, I was truly, truly cared for. It was incredible to me after stepping away from the hospital that I could go into corporate America and actually be cared for by this organization. But the CEO, it was, they were private at the time and they're a public company now, but at the time um, it was private and the CEO did everything, bent over backwards to help me. I literally stayed in my bed. My drug of choice was M&Ms. It could have been a lot of other things, but it was M&Ms and um, he 
literally called me every week to check on me and make sure I was doing okay. And I stayed in the bed for months and never missed a payday. And it was now, amazing. Now let me ask that question. Did you hear the clear, that your drug of choice was M&Ms? <laughs> it was M- <laughs> peanut M&Ms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that was my drug of choice because, you know, in, 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 in all seriousness, it could have been alcohol. It could have been anything because losing my child was so painful and was so detrimental that even though I had a seven, a seven-year-old at the time, when Bryant died at 17, I also had a 19-year-old daughter and, you know, I couldn't wake up and actually be the mother that I needed to be for weeks, almost two months because I was so devastated. And the only thing that, that I did was literally eat candy and lay in the bed because it was an emotional healing to sit there and eat chocolate. And so I said, my drug of choice was M&Ms because I didn't turn to alcohol. I didn't turn to hard drugs, but I did turn to unhealthy eating habits, which stayed with me over time, but I did not quit my job. Um, I think that staying in that organization helped me for many, many years. They were very supportive of my writings and later became speaking events. And I stay in the medical industry as well as I have a very successful podcast um, because it's what works best for me. And I'm able to also still help people in need through the work that I do in the medical business industry. That That's really important. And I, I think you use this as an opportunity to grow and you use oh. this as an opportunity to move forward. Now, how, you know, it's easy to say that you used M&Ms as your drug of choice, but how did you regain that courage to to step up in your life and, and jump back from that traumatic, terrible blow? You know, it, it wasn't easy, but one thing that I did do and, you know, being a medical professional as we are, we love research, right? And we always like to find out new things, what's going on. And so what I did is when I was invited at some point in the two months, I was invited to make a phone call to another mother that had lost a child. I thought, why are you asking me to do this? I mean, I'm still in the bed eating M&Ms. You know, I'm nowhere near recovered from this traumatic event and probably won't be for the rest of my life. But the person that called me said that this mother was in dire need to speak to another mother that she had attempted suicide. And so I felt that being a Christian person, I felt like it was my duty to at least call and pray with this person. And what I found was that I was on the phone for an hour with this other mother. And when we went to hang up the phone, she said, thank you for calling me. It saved my life. And when I hung up, I realized there was a small part of me that actually was healing for the first time. And I thought, what is this? What is this God? Why am I healing from contacting another mother? And it was over that phone call that I realized that I had to use the pain that I was suffering from in order to help other people, which in turn helped me heal over time, years and years over time. And it led to speaking events. Well, I started redoing a lot of research and I realized that I was speaking from experience but not necessarily from the education of grief and adversity recovery. So I went back to school online for the American Institute for professionals, health professionals. They only accept MDs and RNs to their school. And I I got my certification in grief and adversity recovery. And I did that not to just counsel people because I don't 
do one-on-one -on -one counseling. I actually did it from an educational standpoint. So I used my experience and my education um, that I gained from the certification to begin to help people heal from the same trauma that I actually was healing myself from. You know, I, I really feel for you and, and I really think that's important. And, and right now, I, I think the world is going through a grief event. The exactly. world is going through this time when we need to heal. And this, right. this two years of being locked away in very extent is a very, very grieving experience. It's like people went through after the Second World War and the First World War, and, right. and people went through, and, and it's been a traumatic influence in right. people. So I, I think you and I are, are carrying the torch, carrying the, the message out there for people to help heal and help to become whole again. But right. at the same time, you know, every time there's trauma, every time there's discomfort, there's this huge opportunity for things to move forward. There's this huge opportunity to, to really become whole again. And, and I, I think that's, that's very important. And that brings in your uh, concept of CBD and, and how people can benefit from it. So let's go into that for a few minutes. Yeah, thank you for that. But absolutely. So one thing that my husband and I had discovered along the way was one of the things that you're going through any type of grief, and I'm glad that you brought it up about the world and, and that we're grieving, because a lot of people say that grief is that the loss of a loved one or a loss of anyone. And grief actually comes in different forms. You can grieve a divorce because you're grieving the loss of your spouse through a divorce. You can grieve losing your business, which a lot of Americans have over the last couple of years. There's a lot of different forms of grief and adversity recovery, and they go through some of the same steps. And what my husband and I found was turning to pharmaceuticals to heal through stress and anxiety and inflammation that we develop in our bodies and our guts, which actually lead to more cortisol and helps you, makes you gain weight. What we discovered was CBD and we discovered that years ago, but we did a lot of research and we decided that we wanted to launch our own line. So Silver Lining Wellness Company was launched in September of just last year. And we have CBD and a lot of people say, well, a CBD is that weed, you know, are you going to get high taking CBD? And the answer is no. So you can actually go on our website, silverliningwellnesscompany.com. I have a CBD blog that will educate you on CBD and what it can do for you. And what we do know and what we have found over a lot of research and studies over the years is that CBD has become very common in people want to take that to relieve aches and pains that they have in their body. I take it for chronic back pain. I take it for anxiety, which I developed 14 years ago after my son had passed away. And I found that I could put down some, I put down my antidepressants and I put down uh, those drugs that kind of helped me stay calm. And I replaced it with something natural like CBD. So I take a drop of CBD under my tongue every morning and it basically keeps the anxiety to a minimum. Um, something that I never even knew that I had until after my son had passed away. And so our CBD is very pure. Um, we have the purest in our tinctures. We also have a good night capsule that will help you sleep at night. It has no melatonin. We want you to produce your own natural sleep hormone. 
but it does have some natural herbs that will help you sleep for those people that are actually suffering through anxiety and stress and all the things that and, and grief and the things that we've been going through in the last couple of years. And if anybody out there has tried CBD and they feel like it doesn't work, there's a couple of things that I say to you. Not all CBD is created equal, number one. And number two, you have to be consistent. Just like with exercise and dieting, you have to be consistent with CBD in order for, for it to work. Okay. Now, now, one of the things you've done through your grief and moving forward is you've become an influencer in life and business. What's the secret to becoming an influencer? You know, I believe there's so many people right now that that you will see, and you know what I'm talking about, Dr. Leica. There's people that will say that they are an influencer. And then you look at their background and you think, well, where did that influence come from? Because I don't see anything significant in your life for you to be able to talk about this subject. And so I'm glad you brought that up because an influencer is more like somebody that is a coach or a mentor, somebody that can show you whether it be a product or a service or a program that's right for you. And it's something that they believe in and they've had experience in. So, you know, I would not go to an influencer or buy anything an influencer was selling if it had something to do with weight loss, if they were 450 pounds right? So if you are actually being an influencer and being successful and being an influencer, you really have to back products and services and things that you have used personally and that you can um, teach from, from experience and mentor others from such services or programs. So the secret behind that is really just truly being genuine and the influencer that you are and not just saying you're an influencer, but actually living it and showing off those products that you actually use in everyday life. And CBD would be a great example for me. I think that's very important. And I, I think each person has to have their own path. Each person has to have their way. Now, for myself, I, I'm not a person that would use CBD or, or advocate it. Uh, just because, you know, I grew up in a culture where marijuana was one of those things that those hippies used and, and a lot of people were influenced right. adversely, uh, by it at that time, you know, that the products that were out then were not what they are now. And, right. uh, it's just like alcohol can influence alcoholics in a bad way. Right. Uh, to my mind, that's what happened to a lot of people in the hippie generation. The products weren't pure. They weren't well understood. And a lot of people had uh, adverse reactions from them in such a way right. that it wasn't the best thing. So, uh, I, so again, this, my show is about honesty and things like that. Uh, yeah. I, I bring people on with different views and different values. And I think it's important to explore those views and values for themselves. I think right. it's important for them to really try the things that are going to take them to another level and, and look at things in a different way so that they can become whole, so that they can look at things in another way and, and yeah. try to get to another level of, of understanding for themselves, heal and move forward. Right. And as we said, you know, the world right now is going through this downside. You know, when I went through my grief reaction, when I was told 
I had ALS. I went through the stages of death and dying of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I went through Mm -hmm. anger. I was angry at the world. I could have bit the head off nails. I went through bargaining. Oh, God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if if you don't let this happen. I went through denial. Uh, You know, I could work 12, 14, 18 hours a day. I wasn't going to let this influence me. Uh, You know, there was nothing wrong. Yeah, right. And then I went through depression and I became very depressed. And that's those are phases that many, many people go through when they're looking at their lives and going through this grief reaction. Now, I won't say those are the only phases people go through. There are many more. But I think it's important to realize that if you're feeling any of this right now, you're feeling anger, maybe it's not just anger you're feeling. Maybe mm-hmm. it's this grief reaction. If you're going through a phase when you're uncertain about what you want to do with your life, maybe you don't want to go back to that job that drove you crazy. Well, just think it might not have been just the job. It might be the phase that you're in right now. Right. It might be that you want that you're going through this grief reaction and you have to deal with that before right. you move forward. You're absolutely right. And that's one thing that I talk to people right now. I will tell you that I'm 100% with you with the um, marijuana. And that's why we do the CO2 extraction. There's no THC in our products because I do not advocate um, marijuana at all. But when you were talking about with um, the, the reaction that you're going through in grief, yes, you go through those phases right? The denial, the bargaining, the anger, depression, and then ultimately acceptance. But what I found over my studies was it was very difficult for us to go through the second step. So we talk about step one, which goes through the different phases, but you can't actually get to step two, which is the remaking of life until you've had your acceptance. And right now there are so many people that are going through the depression and they're still going through the anger. There's a lot, there's, there's, half of America that is not going to accept the things that are going on in our country today. And then you have the other half that semi accepted and then some that have accepted it. So until you're able to accept what's going on in our country today, it's going to be very hard for you to remake of life because that acceptance that I had to accept years and years later. Now I never, I never say with my son, Brian, that I am over it. I always say that I grow through it because I'll never be over the death of my son ever. No one can get over the death of their 17 year old son. My son was amazing. He was an amazing child, but I have grown through that. And I've accepted the fact that he's gone and that I'm going to see him one day. That's my acceptance. And so I was able to remake my life and reboot, regroup and reinvent myself based on my acceptance. And so you're absolutely right. There are people right now that, may think that they hate their job or they hate their spouse or they hate their living arrangements or anything that they're in right now, but it could be just a grieving phase that they're going through. And, you know, just like people will tell you whenever you're grieving, you have to wait at least a year before you make any big life changes because you could possibly regret those. And that's the same thing that I tell people that are going through the griefing of what's going on in their life today. Give it a year before you make any life changing decisions because you don't want to make life-changing decisions while you're depressed and especially while you're angry. Yeah. I I think those are very important statements we're making. And I think people need to realize that, you know, what I think I'm seeing in this grief process, it's a bit like people go through when 
they have addictions, when they have problems. Right. And, you know, the word, an alcoholic never goes through a, a total freedom from alcoholism. They go through a recovery from it. Correct. They're a recovering alcoholic. And, and I think people that have had a significant grief reaction are always in a phase of recovery from it. They're right. always in that phase where there's flashbacks. There's times when they step back. There's time when they go back to their M&Ms because they're the, the thing that they need to get right. them to the phase that they need to get whole again. And so each one of these things are little crutches we use and little things we use to move forward. But I, I think everybody has in their power to become whole and everybody has in their power to get to another level and, and uh, get to a level where they can then make rational decisions that are going to be better for them. Right. You're a hundred percent correct because it is. And, I'm, and that's a great analogy that you used with an alcoholic, somebody that has been an alcoholic and in recovery, they will always identify themselves as an alcoholic. Right. And even though they're in recovery and they may not have had a drink for, you know, five, six, seven years or longer, they will still identify themselves as that because they know that they can go backwards. And anybody that suffered, you know, any kind of trauma, uh, just like a loss of a child, or you've lost your business, maybe you've had for 20 years, or maybe you were married for 15 plus years, and your spouse walked out, you know, with the secretary or whatever the issue is, you're not going to just get over that, but you're going to grow through it. And you're going to learn through it. And you're going to heal. But you can always revert back to that. I have flashbacks all the time. It's been 14 years. You know, I will tell you, Christmas Eve is super hard for me because it was so special to my son. He loved Christmas. So that's always hard, but I know it's coming. You know, I know Christmas is coming. I know what my weaknesses are, and I know that I have to work through those. The My son's birthday is a huge trigger for me. So what I do in advance of June 5th every year is I plan that day to be super busy, whether I'm going to the beach or going on vacation, or I just plan my day with a lot of work. I know the best thing for me is to stay busy and stay consistent throughout the day so I don't step back and uh, go backwards and spend my entire day crying because that doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my family. Um, and it certainly doesn't honor my son. You know, you and I share the medical profession and I was a doctor and you were a nurse. And one thing we learned in, in our profession is hard work. Basically, you forget about everything else. Right. Taking care of others, you you basically forget about yourself and, and you get through whatever it is. And, and, yeah. you know, being a nurse and being a doctor can be cruel and it's right. very cruel to, to have to work those long hours and do those things, but you sacrifice for others. And that is a beautiful thing to do. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And, and I think in the medical professional, we also learn from other families and other patients, you know, I had to bury a lot of, um, patients. I had to, it's really hard. You know, my first patient, I'll never forget the first patient that died on me in ICU. You know, what do I do with this patient? Do I pray over them? Do I bring the family in? You know, it's, it's traumatic and it stayed with me for a couple of days, but then over time, you know, it's my job was to take care of that family when that patient passed away and not worry about my emotions, 
you know, mine might break down later, two or three days later, when I think about what I had to go through, especially if, the, you know, the patient crashed and we had, we tried to resuscitate the patient, those kind of things that you worry about later on, you don't even in that moment, you don't crash because our number one job is to take care of that patient and take care of the family members um, at the time where the patient's suffering. And I think that being in the medical profession has helped me a lot with the healing because I revert back to some of the things that I actually said to family members prior to my son passing away. And then I had to actually coach myself through a lot of the grieving process um, that I have um, and I've had over the last 14 years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I find, you know, I'm very glad I was a medical doctor. I'm also glad I'm in the phase I am now, helping right. people through my podcasts and so on. Now, we're just about at our end. How can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? Thank you. So the best way is probably to either go to my website, which is www.realgirltalkpodcast.com. Or you can go to sherryricard.com, goes to the same website. You can find me on Instagram at Real Girl Talk Podcast, as well as Facebook. If you want to learn more about CBD um, and the difference between that, that that does contain hemp versus those that don't, you can go to www.silverliningwellnesscompany.com. I have a tab that has an educational CBD blog as well and definitely definitely jump over to a real girl talk podcast on any platform that you listen to podcasts because we're we're everywhere fantastic well thank you for being here sherry thank you for sharing your knowledge with us and i do hope you have a fantastic day and i hope you make a difference for people this year in 2022 and beyond Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic.